Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 163 of How Married... 63? You just said 163. Hello, my name is Mrs. Melanin. And I'm Belief Mel. And we're here with episode 163 of How How Married Married Are Are You? You? Okay, my name believes this is Yvette, and we've been married 12, 12 years. Live in California, we got four folk. kids. Relationships scary, it's very necessary. We share our love of struggles. We ask how, how married are, are you? Every Tuesday and Thursday, shoddy. If you're listening in the wedding, wedding party, party, it's okay if you want to put your hands up. You got the questions, we got the answers. It's chocolate, baby, story time. Chocolate, baby, story time. It's chocolate, baby, story time. What? Two, three, and it's chocolate baby story time. You go. All right, I'll go. So we were in a car driving up to our event. We go to Chick-fil-A, we stop, we get some food. You get yourself an orange juice. <laughs> Uzi goes, is that orange juice for me? You say, nah, it's, it's for me, but you can have a sip. And I said, don't give him a sip of your orange juice. Leave that man alone. He, you, you forgot to get him an orange juice, he don't get one. Mom had to be mom, so you sacrifice for your kids. Isn't that sweet? No. <laughs> no, it's not sweet. You give him the orange juice, homeboy takes the orange juice. We get all the way up to L.A., get the target because we had to make a stop anyway good thing we had to stop uzi spills the orange juice all over himself now while we were driving up even was like i really wish i had my orange juice <laughs> but she had to make uh, i told her i was like you got to make the kid's life three percent better to make your life 15 percent worse those little things that we get the orange juice the little things you know they're small things but they mean a lot to us it's not always we get to get the simple orange right but you had to be that mom. Uzi ended up spilling it all over himself and wasting most of it. He didn't even he didn't even drink it. He did. I watched. I saw. I didn't give it back to him. After he spilled it, he didn't get it back. Yeah. Anyway, that's me. What about you? Remember how when we were kids, we used to play punch buggy? Punch buggy, no punch bag. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, our kids have like taking that game up a notch what <laughs> like now they're not looking for punch buggy they're not looking for like what are those things called beetles uh-huh Buttles? beetles uh-huh they're looking for teslas and they punch <laughs> each other when they see a tesla <laughs> i don't know about the punch but i'm just thinking like i was listening to them in the back of the car the other day and i was like these kids kids be looking for teslas like we be looking for punch like for but be- what are those cars called Beatles? They're called a Beetle? No, Volkswagen Beetles. Volkswagen Beetle, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I just thought it was funny. Yeah, that is funny. And yeah. I also have another question. Oh, shoot. Allergy attack. The question I was going to ask is, are you concerned about our children's music taste or their taste in music? <sighs> um. Because I am. Okay. 
and I want them to have a diverse taste in music, but I'm not the one to give them that. Oh gosh, here <laughs> I we don't. Go. No, listen. Here we go. I don't want my children to be, you know. I just feel like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to be those people. What you mean? What people? I don't want them to be another version of me, babe. I need them to be like you in this area. And I feel like, like, okay, I want them to, <laughs> I'm realizing this is where my control issues come into play because I don't want them listening to like, cause sometimes they sing lyrics and I'm like, where'd you hear that at? Or like they ask me to play a song and I'm like, how, what do you, what? And they're like, dad, dad. And I'm like, now they don't be in the car with you that much without me. Right. So for them to be knowing certain songs is what kinda, songs? <laughs> I don't even know. I can't. The food just ready or not, because that's what the one they like. Um, I don't know, but there was another one that when I went on my retreat, you was playing for them. That oh, yeah. was bad. I was just uh I was yeah. just down, down bad. <laughs> what? Yeah, I love that song. So um J I D. You want me to go close the door? No, I already asked Jordan to do it. Yeah. So I feel like you, that's your like. Hey, yo, can somebody close the podcast room door, please? Thank you. I feel like that is your responsibility as a DJ, as a hip hop artist. I'm not a DJ artist. no more. I mean, but you have a wide array. And I was just in a bubble. So I'm not the one. Yeah, but, but I want them to be cool and no song. Cool. I mean, kids are cool. Okay, they are cool. But I need them to be cool in that area. <laughs> they need to have a wider, they need to have a better, um, what am I trying to say? Catalog of music that they listen to. And you are the one. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are not a parent, I feel like sometimes we It's a ask, lot of pressure to put on me. No, yeah. It's, it's all you. I got them. They got the worship music. I. Psh, you need to. I, I'm gonna I be honest it. with you. What? The worship music is too much. <laughs> you need to. I mean, like every morning, it has to be that same. Amen. Every morning, it um, has to be that. Like yeah. you don't. You don't ever like yearn for like some, like some soul, some Motown. Yes, I do. And so, but but not in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, not first thing always. in the morning, cause I need Jesus. What version of Jesus though? You're not even listening to the gospel version. You listening to like, <laughs> yeah, I need the slow, yeah. contemporary Christian. Ah, like. uh, yeah. See, we don't jive like that. Cause even if you did Kirk Franklin, it would at least teach him more rhythm. <laughs> Or some Marvin Sapp, or Fred Hammond, or Mary, yes. like something else, Todd Tribbett, like it would give them a little bit more. But you be listening to the, it's like. Because I'm trying to usher the Holy Spirit into the room. Not to say that those like, other artists can't do that. You know Negro that. spirituals? Uh-huh. You be listening to Anglo-Saxon if, spirituals. <laughs> <laughs> like this, like, it's like folk. It's like folk Christian music it's to me. It's contemporary Christian. I'm just saying that our kids can use a little bit more drum and bass <laughs> in their but system for me to keep, in the just morning. to teach them rhythm. <laughs> just to teach them rhythm. Like, I can't do that on my own. 
You know, you're going to have our kids dancing to the words for all their life. <laughs> Not the beat. What? But do you hear me calling you in? I hear you calling me in, but I, I just know that I I can't control it all. You know what we can have? You know how, like, a lot of us black people grow up and we're like, you know it's a Saturday morning when your mom is blasting the Marvin Sapp, the Kirk Franklin, or even the, um, what's her names, the oldies, but music you know you're about to clean, be spending the whole day cleaning because they're in their robe and yeah. last and all that. You could be the new stereotype for the chocolate babies. You could be the dad that plays the Tribe Called Quest and da 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 on a Saturday morning and starts ah. the dance parties. Yeah. You know I'm always down for a dance party. I'll try. All I'm saying is I'm concerned. They have to know. And you know what? I think I'm going to, I think we could do this. Actually, we could create a homeschool, um, see, like, uh, what you call it? We could create a lesson of the different, like, types of Hip-hop black. history? A history of hip-hop or even, like, starting with Negro spirituals. You know, we could do a lot. I don't with know this. what you're talking about. I'm so sorry. I'm lost. I definitely want them to have more of a cultural rounded, a culturally rounded catalog of music that they listen to. And I try to keep it safe as far as the music that I play around. them. Uh-huh. You know, however, I think you are more aware of where songs are going, what songs are coming up to be able to play it around them. Right. So like when saying, we're all in a car together and you're listening to songs, you will like, you know, yeah, do that I'll type edit stuff. the song on yeah. the fly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have all that ability. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. some songs aren't so bad, but then you're just like, oh, like I was just watching a video on my phone of me with the kids and it was like a non Christian song and it said the S H I T word. Mm hmm. And I was like, I did not even catch that I, at the moment. Apparently, our kids use that word on the regular. So if they're using it, why can't they listen to it? <laughs> not our kids, just Theo. That's just me. Uh, yeah. How do we feel about our kids cussing? Um, I enjoy it when it's in front of me. When somebody else tells me about it, don't feel good. <laughs> don't feel good. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm like, you know... I do not like it, but if they use it in context correctly around me, then I'm like, hmm. and I correct them, like, don't say that word. But when someone else tells me my child used profanity, I'm like, ooh, that hurts. Yeah. I feel judged. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. Another chocolate baby? No, nah, I got my hot red, are you? Go ahead. I can't wait. <laughs> the Let's episode hurt. is over? Let's finish this podcast. All right. Um, we have an email. Oh, I did want to say this. So... We got a couple of voicemails. Now, um, I don't remember your name, dang it, but I got your voicemail where you were encouraging us and something I said really resonated with you. Thank you for that voicemail. Um, It wasn't really a question, so I'm not going to share it on here. And then we did get, like, a couple of other voicemails that um, I just don't necessarily feel like we are equipped to respond to. Um. Specifically, one of them was about infidelity, and that's not necessarily anything that we have dealt with. And it was repeat, repetitive infidelity. Um, and so, some, I'm just, wondering, I'm saying all this to say <laughs> that some emails and some voicemails we will not necessarily be able to respond to. Maybe even 
maybe maybe not on camera, but we probably could do it off camera. Like, just I don't even know how to respond to a voicemail, honestly. That is talking about infidelity, or even like to just say thank you so much for like sending these kind words. You know oh, what I mean? okay, yeah. Or I'm glad that our. I haven't listened to that voicemail you sent, so I'll try to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I didn't have anything to say. Okay. okay. Um, but basically, and then sometimes. Because we are getting such an influx of emails, sometimes... Which is great. Thank you. Yes. Keep those coming. Um, Some emails are aligned to other episodes that we have already addressed similar issues with. So we will try to do our best to, like, send you a link to the episode where we specifically address whatever topic it is that you guys are wanting to talk about. Um, so I just wanted to say that as a disclaimer as I'm going into this because sometimes I, ju- I just don't want people to feel like we're ignoring them. We're definitely trying to get through them all. Um, but yeah, love y'all. Thank you. Keep sending those. If you want to email us, you can email us at hello at howmarriedareyoupodcast.com. If you want to send us a voicemail, the phone number is 727-619-4629. 727-619-4629. couple things we want to shout out, man. I was on the uh, YouTube's uh, Black Men's Recipe for Change, Celebrating Black Men. It was a fire episode, man. Uh, it was myself, uh, Lorel, Bob the Drag, drag Queen, um, Daniel Ezra, Marcus Scribner, Kendrick Sampson, Charles D. King, Everett Taylor. Uh, Everett Taylor, I got to meet him. He's the CEO of a Kickstarter. Super dope dude. And all these other men are amazing as well. Marcus Scribner is a light-skinned kid from uh, Blackish. Blackish. Uh, uh, Jay Barnett was a dope therapist. Kwame Onwachi. Onwachi? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have even tried. But- J.J. Johnson, R- Richard Ingram. And even Carlos Miller's on Carlos Miller's on there. Uh, Bubba Wallace, Joey Badass, and Come On Stage. Super dope. Uh, so make sure you guys check that out, man. It's on Make Spring Hills YouTube channel. Super fire. Really proud of it. Really glad that I was um, a part of it. And the chefs were incredible. The food was great. So big shout out to uh, YouTube for having me be a part of that. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to finish watching it. But I always love to hear black men talk. Yeah, just I, around the table like that. It was really nice to be able to see that and just to hear you guys being vulnerable and authentic with each other was beautiful. Yeah, it was cool. Thank you. All right, babe. Let's get it. So this email was sent to us. Yes. And Yvette's going to read it. Um, yes. We have few similarities. I'm a follower of Christ. I've been married for 13 years, have four children, three girls, one boy, and I'm 36 years old. Although I've been married for 13 years, that length of time doesn't equate to us having what I would call a quality relationship. What is a quality relationship? What would you describe as a quality relationship? A relationship that, um, you know, you can be intimate with. Like, you know, there are some relationships that you have to fake fake it to be there. Uh, You could be yourself in this relationship. You feel freedom. To express yourself, you feel freedom to uh, maybe talk about things that you don't necessarily like and be able to have conversation about it, converse, Mm -hmm. you know, and get toward growth Mm -hmm. and, you know, deep connection and uh, support. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Currently, we are in therapy. I don't even understand why we are continuing to therapy. Or maybe it's just a therapist. I don't know. But I don't see it helping us move forward towards understanding each other better. As a matter of fact, our therapist highlighted, you know you're on a slow progression towards divorce. And I completely agree. I think this is where I feel stuck. My husband and I completely do not trust each other. Let me speak for myself. I do not trust my husband. I do not trust his care for me, his support for me. I do not feel safe with him emotionally or financially. Oh. This is why. What's up? I'm listening. Oh. That's wild. Yeah. And so I feel like that does describe the opposite of what you just described as a quality relationship. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something to you guys. When when she said that her therapist said, um, you know you're on a slow progression towards divorce, I was a little taken aback by that because I was like, what does that mean? Like when a therapist says it. And so I'm going to assume for the sake of our feedback in response to this email that um, the therapist is saying, if you don't change your current behaviors, you're on a slow progression towards divorce. Yeah. Are you going to work with that too? I agree. Okay. Um, She goes on to say, whenever we get in an argument, say I have triggered him and he feels hurt, there is no mercy in his speech towards me. One recent argument, he told me to go kill myself. Now, this was the first time. Crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Now, this was the first time he said that to me. However, this is coming after I disclosed to him I had suicidal thoughts some years ago. Or when he feels hurt by me, he'll bring up some receipts to hurt me. Men be keeping those receipts. But I guess women do too sometimes. Wait a minute. Was that a a sneak diss toward me? (laughs) No. (laughs) Because that's not written there. It is. Bring up receipts to hurt me. And then you said men be keeping them receipts. Oh, yeah. I said that. No. Yeah. But... Yeah, women keep receipts too. I said that too. Yeah. <laughs> but you just got a bad memory. <laughs> <laughs> because the mental load. Okay. Um, I'm going to start writing down stuff though. Um, so in my mind, I'm like, dude, I can't tell you crap. I really can't be vulnerable with you. Then after the dust settles and we are discussing things, this is what happens. One, a denial that... Uh, a denial of that's not what I said. That's not what happened. Or two, a slight deviation of I said that, but not like that. In the end, I feel he recreates the events to make himself less culpable and more victimized. Heavy sigh. <sighs> Overall, I feel a disregard for my experience and a lack of accountability on his part. I also feel he gu- he gaslights and pain and plain out lies about our situations. Because there is no visual or audio of the events, it's his word against mine. Because I do not like to be to harbor a situation, I usually just let it go. But I don't really let it go because it is still impacting my whole mindset of him. And mindsets impact behaviors, indeed. I really don't know how to operate in this marriage. Because I am a follower of Jesus, I do pray, read the word, and practice the things of God. I'll just end the story here. It's so much more I can say as this is just a bite size. I am tired. Any words of wisdom, I appreciate. And so when I read this email. Well, let me just speak something real all quick. All right. She must be having an Android because look how big that emoji is. <laughs> <laughs> y'all Android users, man. You, We can see y'all. We can pick y'all off from anywhere. This is crazy. 
right. my goodness. Anyway, go ahead. Um, you distracted me. Do you want me to make this bigger again? Um, so I, there's so much in this email and I don't know, like, there's so much in this email. Like there, it sounds like, I feel like there is some deep, deep issues that need to be worked through, um, as far as he's concerned, as far as she's concerned, um, and there's a lot of forgiveness that probably needs to take place as well. But what I like really wanted to talk about in this particular the the theme that I'm pulling out of this email is like hope <laughs> and a lack thereof. What I want to talk about is because I don't know if we've. I feel like we may have, and maybe you guys have kind of just got some underlying sense of it, but I think both Glenn and I, actually Glenn has explicitly said that he has been, he has lacked hope in our marriage. And um, I, within the past, I'd say five years, have also experienced moments of like, is this it? <laughs> like... Like, what is really going on? Because it just feels like every time we might take 10 steps forward, we're taking like 100 steps back. And it's exhausting. And to have to keep persevering and enduring and bearing all things is just sometimes it's really hard to keep hope alive. And so what I wanted to do is spend some time like talking with my husband about because I don't know do you have anything specifically that you'd like to use to encourage this woman I mean there's a few things happening you know mm -hmm. there's like you know there's so much with you know I think this is normal in some seasons of life but I think the hard part for me is understanding how long this has been happening for. Mm -hmm. So if this has been all 13 years, then that's strange. You know what I'm saying? If this has been the past two years, I can understand that. You know, we took a, a huge break from the podcast because I feel like our life was literally like that. Like we just could not figure it out and we couldn't talk about whatever the issues were we didn't have the tools. We weren't given the tools to talk about this stuff that we needed to talk about uh, yet. We had to we had to go through some stuff with our therapist. Um, we had to go through some things with ourselves, uh, and then like kind of get past some stuff. And then we could say, okay, this is actually how I feel. This is what I'm trying to communicate to you, or I'm not ready to communicate to you. You know, um, but this seems like. You know, just listening to this woman's perspective, because she said things that her husband said, I'm also wondering what what's happening on her side with all that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but, you know, but he says, oh, you should kill yourself. You know what I mean? Like certain lines you don't cross, you know, seems a little weird. You know what I'm saying? Um, toxic, you know, uh, but also context is everything. 
Cause I know, like in the hood, that's kind of like a. You know, someone says like, "Oh, LeBron James is the best basketball player." Man, kill yourself! Like that. There's like a joke. I'm certain that's not the context of the situation. I know that, but sometimes. Sometimes what? People can. I don't know what the context was, right? So. Sometimes people can over dramatize things to make it seem like it was a bad thing. Okay, so let's joke. let's have a scenario in our marriage where it is appropriate or funny or a comedic relief for you to tell me to go kill myself. I would never say that because I've dealt with suicide, so it's not something I would say. But let's just happen to say if we are in an argument, it, it wouldn't be an argument. Well, it seems like that's the context of it. Yeah, she said. Whenever we get in an argument, say I have triggered him and he feels hurt, there is no mercy in his speech. Yeah, it's crazy. One recent argument, he told me to go kill myself. Right. That's so crazy. is that appropriate? No, I said it was crazy when you said it the first time. <laughs> I know, but you just said context is everything. She gave you context of an argument. There is That is not okay. I just want to say that in some marriages, people talk to each other like dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like they just like, you be... You know what I'm saying? Like, they talk, that's like a joke. And I know that's not the context we're saying here. But I'm saying, you know, but I, there's not a reason why I would say that to you. But there's a reason why, like, I might pretend to do something crazy because you violate me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I would pretend to do something. You mm -hmm. know? But I would never say that. I think that's insane. I don't know who we're dealing with. We're dealing with like people in the emails through context of one thing. I, I don't know who we're dealing with. Exactly. Here. Which is why I don't necessarily want to focus on her situation. I want to talk about like. In hard seasons, how do you maintain the hope? Yeah. yeah. Like how do you keep hope alive? It's hard and sometimes. Is it even like. I wonder if it's like some seasons. Because I'm trying to think about my own situation. <laughs> my own marriage. I don't know if I even had hope. I just kept going. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't necessarily have time to evaluate how to keep hope alive or if I had hope anymore. It was just one of those things where it was like, it is what it is. Yeah. It was I, an endurance thing. Yeah. I think that you were literally surviving. Mm -hmm. um, I will do something where I'll be like, I'm unhappy. Why am I unhappy? Because of this. Well, how can I not, how can this not be a thing? And then I'll, I'll talk and then we'll talk and I'll be like, well, I guess it's just what it is. And then I'll be like, well, either I'm going to leave or I'm not. And I'm not going to leave. So I'm just going to lament and be like, God, what is you doing? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like you've shared before about how you suffer in silence. Yeah. Can you talk more about that season in this moment? Because I feel like that was like episodes and ep like hundred maybe. How what episode are we on? Like maybe a hundred episodes ago, you know. So like, can you share a little bit about what that looked like? Because I don't think I do a good job suffering in silence. If I'm suffering, you gonna know. Well, <laughs> is that true? Am yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I think so. But I think that. After I communicate something to you and you literally cannot see me, then it's like I can't continue to communicate. So, like, first I'll be passive aggressive and then I'll just kind of, 
operate as this is what it is. And then that's it. My I just lower my expectations. What? I'm trying to receive. I didn't know you were going to end. <laughs> so I'm trying to register what you just well, said. Well, it's like, you know, if I'm if we're walking together mm-hmm. and you stop mm-hmm. and I'm still walking, either I can wait for you or I can leave you. Right? Mm-hmm. And so even though I know that I'm supposed to be, you know, a little bit further than I am now, if you don't come with me, I can't go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I refuse. Like, I don't want to move forward in, in spaces and areas that, like, it's like if it's raining, right? Just imagine this. This is so stupid. I'm thinking of analogies now to help you understand. But say if it's raining and there's an umbrella that levitates and it moves on its own. In Mm -hmm. order to not get in the rain, we have to stay underneath the umbrella. Mm -hmm. Right? But say if we're walking and I'm trying to stay underneath the umbrella and you're like, but I like the rain. (laughs) Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, we can't sit in the rain for too long because our socks are going to get wet. And I hate wet socks. You know what I'm saying? But you're like, yo, I really, I, 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 I think the rain might be cool for a season. And I'm like, no, we have an umbrella up here. Let's go to the umbrella. Like if you're, if you're rain, if you like rain, I have to like rain. Mm. And for a season, that's okay. Mm. And then sometimes it takes a while, but you'll be like, I don't like rain. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, I don't, this, why am I in the mm-hmm. rain? There's an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Why don't we just go to the umbrella? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, we should go to the umbrella. And we're like, okay, cool. We're in the umbrella. You know what's so interesting as you're speaking? I'm thinking like time is both a gift and a thief. You know, because I feel like so many times in our marriage, both of us have um, been given the gift of time to understand the other's perspective you know what I'm saying like time has allowed us to like come back together and it has also like robbed us of progress you know Uh uh-huh like where we could potentially be further along but here's the thing about marriage what there is no progress if we are not together Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm saying like if I could be like I could be successful on my own Mm mm-hmm a hundred percent and like be out here and be the man <laughs> 100%. But if I have to lose you in the process, then it's not worth it. It kind of goes back to that desire versus idolization of success. I don't think so. No, mm. there's no idolizing success for me. Success is family for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I know people who are kind of like, by any means necessary, you either catch up or you get left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's what it's like. For, for me, suffering in silence, it's so, it's so, but it's not like, it's not really suffering when you know the goal is to be with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Lord, if you're, if it's it's like I'm suffering, but I'm only suffering because, you know, like during the times when, 
like sex was really difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Like only reason I was suffering was mm-hmm. because I knew sex outside of you. You understand that? Mm-hmm. Like, but I couldn't move forward without you being along with that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. it, it's a, we were co-laboring, you're collaborating. You know what I'm saying? And so even what we're, with what we do now, there's a sense of me like needing you to be on board in order for me to move, you know, or at least trust me before you can, before I move forward, right? That's important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what that looks like for me. But I don't think the this couple, this lady is like, it depends on how long she's been dealing with this. But I understand these seasons of doubt in marriage. Yeah. Because if someone says, if your therapist says, it seems like you're on a slow progression toward divorce, mm-hmm. that means people have things that they're unwilling to change about themselves. Yeah. And they're willing, they're not willing to say, hey, I'm gonna bend for you. Yeah. And the best thing I've learned about life in general is to be flexible. Mm. Like I used to be real legalistic when we first got together. Oh, my goodness. Right? And now I'm kind of like, you know, before it was like, you got debt. We're not going anywhere. Throw your suitcase away. We're selling it. <laughs> we need to pay off the debt. throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> we need to pay off this debt. Yeah. Now I'm kind of like, man, we need to go on vacation. I don't know how much it costs. We'll figure it out. You know what I'm Are saying? Are you like that? I don't think you're like that. You're not fully there. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm. You're definitely not where you were. If I was like this weekend, let's go to San Luis Obispo. You'd be like, no, why? Well, that's because I don't want to go to San Luis Obispo. That's not a vacation. Let's go to San Francisco. I I don't want to go there either. Where you want to go? Where you want to go? I don't want to go nowhere. I'm trying to go somewhere and see. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. I don't want to. It's not that I don't want to go anywhere because I'm I'm cheap. I just don't really want to go anywhere. You know what I'm saying? No. I don't want to go anywhere. I wish we could rewind the tape. I'm just saying that I don't. I'd rather. You're still the same person. No, it's before it was like we're not spending any money because we need to pay off debt, and if we don't pay off debt, then we're gonna be in debt forever, and we're not gonna da 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 da. Like I had like this gloom and doom type situation mm-hmm. now it's like yeah like if we need to go somewhere we can go but we need to okay who's gonna but the question is always who's gonna watch the kids and if we can't answer that situation i'm not leaving my kids with just anybody right yes. that's a non-negotiable for me mm-hmm. so there's times i'm flexible and there's times i'm not flexible who watches our kids i can't be flexible with that mm-hmm. right that's impossible for me because our kids are very important uh-huh. and should be protected. Anyway, um, yeah, I do think that there is seasons of life where marriage is more than hard. And I think that during that time when we weren't doing the podcast, we were definitely in our most unexplainable space, like we cannot communicate to save each other, like nothing. You were saying one thing, and I was like, I get that, but this. And I, you were like, I was saying one thing, and you were like, 
that's fine, but this. And somebody was going to have to fold, and I folded. I ended up folding. You feel like you folded? Uh-huh. Hmm. Maybe a bad choice of words, but... Mm-hmm. What does it mean to fold? They give in. It's a poker term, bend, flexible, and relatively flat. Form or shape. Fold is when a creator feels annoyed, disrespected, or surprised by a comment or situation. What? No, that's that's a slang term. This fold is a fold is slang in poker. It's when yeah, you fold so that's your hand. how I think of it. You fold your hand. Yeah. Right. So what does it mean to fold your hand? Are you trying to? I'm telling you what I mean. I feel like you're looking for ways to be offended. <laughs> I am offended. Okay. Well, I'm telling you what I mean. Take my words for what they are. Ooh. What? Okay. Is that wrong? What do you mean? I mean, I folded to what was best for us at the time. Because when you said it, how I took it was like you just gave in. Like you just whatever. But I feel like if you're talking about what I think you're talking about, I feel like you got counsel and you were were guided like someone helped you see where I was coming from and then you were better able to see it is that what you're talking about or are you talking about something different no I think that somebody was able to help me understand something I didn't understand but at the same time it's still not what I wanted to do yeah you understand that so there was a part of me like folding forming submitting whatever into what was best the situation that I was dealing with. Mm. Now, I never would have needed to fold if I had my priorities straight in the beginning, mm-hmm. right? So that's where I originally messed up. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have them, and so I ended up having to pay for it, and what it looked like was folding. Okay. So hope. <laughs> what do you mean? So having hope in in these dark times in your marriage I think it's very difficult, and but it's it's very understandable. Like sometimes people just, you know, they just off for a little bit. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, it, I think time would be, like, the amount of time that you have been dealing with this would be helpful to gain some perspective. But I even think about what Michelle Obama said as far as like being married thirty years and ten of those years were rough years and how she would take those 10 out of 30 versus you know the other way around Uh and um my thing is is because like for me whenever I get into like really like hopeless times (laughs) I will I will do one of two things I will start blasting my worship music (laughs) 24 7 I will be spending so much time in my word. I'll be praying. I'll be seeking the Lord in like different sermons or whatever the case may be. And um, I feel like, like I don't want to put a limitation or like 
minimize the impact of that and what it does. But after doing that for so long, the fatigue gets real deep Mm -hmm. if you aren't seeing any results. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just gets really hard. And so I feel like, oh, my gosh, was it in 2021 where I was just like, I am tired. And it wasn't like the type of tired that you could lay down and take a nap and that would help. It was just like exhaustion. And it was because I felt like I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And I still wasn't winning or successful or whatever. And so I'm not sure necessarily how I held held on to hope, but um, I feel like it goes back to that quote that I heard yesterday. Was that yesterday? Where it says freedom comes with discipline. And so sometimes we just have to continue to love and do all the things that we know we're supposed to do. But at the same time, it's kind of like if this person is abusive, like emotionally abusive, that's an issue. And you shouldn't have to endure that. Yeah. I don't know. I think that, you know, maybe, maybe this will help. Like maybe the premarital, premarital advantage may add value. You know what I'm saying? Because I think there's things that you want and that you're trying to get through to him and he cannot hear you or vice versa. Mm. And one of you guys are unable to bend in this area. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, like when Yvette, whenever like, you know, I just shift or she shifts, you know, like it's easier. I feel like for the other person to help or see you, you know what I'm saying? When you just kind of like, all right, well, I'll do what I can. You know, that's kind of been the biggest areas, I think, and in, in like me seeing Yvette is like when I'm not hopeless is when Yvette goes, look, I don't understand this, but I'll try, you know, mm. like that helps me see mm-hmm. you, you know. So, yeah, it's just difficult, man. Marriage is is not easy. And that, and I speak to the last episode we were doing where the young lady was talking about how she idolized us for a second. And it's like, yeah, man, it's not simple. It's mm-hmm. very, very challenging. It's hard work. And it's fun, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and beautiful and special and, you know, all these things, you know. But it is not easy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Marriage be hard. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Melissa mm-hmm. Fredericks. How Can married you help are- me? <laughs> Have I done anything for you? You left me them cold eggs on the stove this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you. This is me. I'm so married. I'm practicing controlling my tongue and not responding how I wanted to respond. How married are you, babe? We were driving back from LA. Mm. We were in a car. Now, I don't know if am I, because my people from the Caribbean, so I don't know if somebody got 
some witchcraft or whatever up in them or something like that, or we got anything, but I did something. It was a spiritual attack oh. on you. <laughs> Wait, what? I did a spiritual you're attack very, on you. Your Listen, Asian wives have been weird. Please, with yours? What was yours? <laughs> I'm so married, I held my tongue. Goodness I practice gracious. self-control. Anyway, I'm meeting you right now so I can get my thing off before you interrupt me. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm sitting here and we're at the worst place we ever could be, first of all, we went to the ghettoest place on earth. Do you remember that place? Yes. <laughs> Anaya said, Mom, can we go for my birthday? And I was like, girl, no. We are never going back here. Place. Uh -huh. it's, it's a chill. I'm not going to say what it is, but we went to the hood, and we didn't know we were going to the hood until we got to the parking lot. We were like... <laughs> There's an awful lot of suspicious things happening in this parking lot. And then we get inside. So it was a Starbucks right there. And Yvette, every time she goes to Starbucks, it's the same script, okay? She gets to Starbucks. There's a little bit of, like, ointment or, like, some fluid on the outside. They didn't use this top right. It's always the same thing. So we, we she's like, I really want to go to Starbucks. And I'm like, why? So you can complain about the how they put the lid on? Because she always does it every single time. <sighs> Not we, this morning I didn't. Okay. So we get to the Starbucks. Yvette's like, can I have a, what is it, medicine ball? Two venti medicine balls or whatever. She orders it, and she we I grab hers, I give it to her, and I take mine, and I put it in a thing. She grabs hers from the top. Now, usually at Starbucks... They double cup it and then put the little, like, warmer on there for your hands. But they only used one cup. Homegirl, we're driving off. Homegirl's tea pops off and spills all over whatever yeah. these tight pants she had on. <laughs> Scorching hot. And it's like you could tell it hit her once on the outside and <laughs> it got stuck inside. And she's like, ah! cursing and like freaking out and screaming and everyone's just listening. She's like, I'm sorry. No, stop the car. Help me. <laughs> Help me. And it was all over the place. It was crazy. Y'all, I don't think you, you have to really like, I feel like I have to be the one to tell a story because it literally spilt all over my lap. Yeah. My vagina is in my lap, y'all. It was what? <laughs> that is such a crazy statement. <laughs> what do you mean your vagina? I'm in your just lap? saying, like, can you imagine that heat on your penis? Yeah, it's that sucks. would hurt. Yeah, yeah. But you didn't seem to like. It was just. I was first of all, I was driving a moving vehicle <laughs> trying to get us back from L.A. We were both tired. It, it was, was a long so day. I was trying to get home. Painful. And Yvette's just sitting there, and she's like up out of the seat, ah, like screaming. I didn't know what to do. And she's like, help me. <laughs> and I'm like, you sitting here cursing in front of Ebenezer Church, this <laughs> tiny God. There was an Ebenezer Church. <laughs> and I'm holding this, the thing is she's screaming, and then we pull over, and then she, homegirl had to take off her freaking pants on the street. I did. I did. I took them off. And her butt was all out. It was so crazy. And I pulled over and I got Why it safe. Why are you telling 
mind my business. And then like she was like freaking out, like trying to like be mad at somebody. But the only person she could be mad at was us and Starbucks. Starbucks. Was herself and Starbucks. Why would I be mad at myself? Because of the way you picked it up. No, Starbucks is stupid. Okay. No, they should have like never in my life have I ordered a tea from Starbucks and it's only been in one cup. Every single time they have a second cup to solidify the sturdiness. And then when you look at the rim of the cup that they gave me, there was no way that me just carrying, like picking the cup up like that would have made it fall like that. It was bent in and it didn't even have a grip. I was sabotaged. So then she's like taking off her stuff and she's, ugh, ugh, I think I'm going to be burned. I need to go oh, to the yeah, hospital. Like she was tripping. <laughs> and then Bob Marley was on and I'm sitting there sipping my tea. <laughs> I want to jam in with you. <laughs> with jamming. Like I was chilling, man. Uh, and I got us home safe. You were listening to Barb Mar- Bob Marley, you little island boy. Yeah, but you, you <laughs> turned it on in the beginning. I did. Because you wanted to play Don't Worry or Every Little Thing. Yes. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. We should have a um not chocolate baby story time, but a like a married story time. Yeah, maybe. something. Yeah. All right. That's what how married are you, man? No, it's not, because I have stories. Well tell your stories and then try to make them applicable to something you did to Wait, so what did you do for me in that scenario? I stopped the car <laughs> and I helped you because that thing was hot. I could have spilled it on me too. While I was driving over speed bumps, are you crazy? That was not dangerous for me. I'm so married. Okay. That I took the cup that was sabotaged. You didn't do that on purpose. And you know if you knew it was, you would have gave me the bad one. <laughs> <laughs> we know what this is. And that's That's just just how how married married we are. are.